grit league my why is to build kids and change their lives and make the world around me a better place welcome to east idaho entrepreneurs podcast inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust here is your host third generation family business entrepreneur renee oswald Welcome to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is the show where we interview business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers in East Idaho and learn the stories of their challenges and successes with their business dreams. I am excited for today's interview because this gentleman is on the path of taking a big leap of faith to pursue his passions, and I think we can learn a lot from his story. So I'd like to welcome Dan Beck to the show. Welcome, Dan. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you. So Dan, tell us what your business is. What are we talking about today? We are talking about Grit League. So we do, the short version is we torture children. But <laughs> the longer version is we put on obstacle races for kids. We want to give them a chance to get outside, to experience crawling in the dirt, doing what a lot of us did when we were kids. Because a lot of kids nowadays don't get that opportunity. They spend their time in front of tablets, TVs, and they're always taking shortcuts to entertainment. We want to give them the op see what it feels like to be outside and play in a park and climb on things and have things to go under and over and carry things and just have fun. Well, what an exciting idea. Like, where did this come from? Like, little kids, so little kids ob obstacle course is basically what you're saying. Yes. So, well, talk to me about that. Well, it's, to me, it feels like something that my life has been directing me to. So I, I serve the mission for the church in Belarus, and there they don't let us be regular missionaries, so we taught kindergarten. So I just love teaching the kids. And one of the things, I think it was an insult at the time, but they said I was one of the people there that could think like a kid. <laughs> it's a compliment now. I could, I could think like a kid. I still do. Um, I think that's one of my skills is being able to think like a kid and, you know, feel like it would know exactly what a kid might enjoy doing. Then I also became soccer president and I've coached a ton of soccer teams and just had a lot of fun with kids over the years. I love, one of my mottos is build anything, explore everything. And I see building up kids as a project that I like to take them, coach a, a bunch of kids and see them progress over the season and then even see them a few years later and see how they've grown up. For me, that's just an amazing thing. And seeing kids that used to be, you know, the space cadet out on the soccer field, and now they're out there enjoying the sport and doing whatever. Um, then I, I got into obstacle course racing myself. And when I did it, I realized the last 15 years sitting around watching TV, I've missed playing in the dirt. I missed jumping in mud puddles and things like that. So I just loved it. And when I got the chance, I wanted to put the two together. Okay. So talk to me a little bit more about that. I suspect that. So is that what you do for a living? Or are you, you, you run races and like what, how did those two things come together? For a living, I am an attorney. You're an attorney. Okay. It's not exciting. So, <laughs> so even more reason maybe you wanted to get out in the dirt? Yes. And yeah. that, that was probably more reason why when I got out in the dirt, I was like, I'm still alive. Yeah. Right? Like, 
So what got you out there? Do you have a story about how that happened? Um, I ruptured a disc in my back, mostly from being sedentary and being overweight. And I was playing soccer with my kids and overextended myself and slowly got worse. And over the course of about two years, I'm stubborn and I despise doctors. I like them as friends, not sure, as sure. treatment <laughs> professionals. Sure. So I refused to go to the doctor and it slowly got worse until I was basically laying on my back as soon as I got home from work. I was trying special chairs at work just to survive the day. Finally went to a doctor and did an MRI and she said, yeah, this is really bad. Probably won't be playing soccer anymore. We may have to do surgery, but we'll try a steroid injection and physical therapy. So did a steroid injection. I did four weeks of physical therapy, which actually kind of enjoyed other than I was the only younger person there. Most of the people were in their 80s. <laughs> in their elderly. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of four weeks, they said, we think you should do another four weeks. Oh, and here's the bill for the first four weeks. Right. And it was a lot more than I wanted to pay, and I definitely <laughs> didn't have the money to pay for another four weeks. So I said, I'll do my own thing. And I went back to the doctor and said, how do I get to the point that this never happens again? Yeah. She said, well, if you're in really good shape, then strengthen your core. Your back will be strong. You won't have to worry about it. So I started doing at-home workouts. At first, it was like a half hour, three times a week, which was pretty challenging. Um, I signed up for a 5K with my son, which was super intimidating. Because you weren't a runner. That wasn't I was something not, that you'd done. I was not a runner, and I'd never run that far before in my life. When I was in high school, I did track, but the coach made me run the mile once. And, and I said, I will, never, I will never run that far again. <laughs> so I was fast, but at 100 yards or yeah. maybe 200 yards. Yeah. After that, I was like, nope, this is not for me. So I ran a 5K, pretty slow time. It was a near-death experience. <laughs> um, That's how I still feel about 5Ks. I kept getting into shape, though. And a week or two after the 5K, I was like, you know, maybe that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, so how'd you stay, mo like, you must have been very motivated as far as your health goes to not have to have surgery or whatever the case may be, because that seems like it was a real turning point in your life. Yeah, and at, at first it was somewhat hard to be motivated. Like, I'd, it was a half hour, three days a week, so not that much, yeah. but I'd also find myself skipping occasionally. Yeah. But it did feel good to make progress. And when you first start out, it's not that hard to make progress. So I was losing and weight. you saw it. And, yeah. Right, losing weight. And then my brother-in-law had done a Spartan race. So I'd heard a little bit about it. And then I think it was around Christmas time, we were watching TV and they had recorded the Spartan championship in Vermont. And remind me what the Spartan is. So a Spartan race is an adult obstacle course. Okay. So... You're going several miles, carrying heavy you run, stuff, and then climbing you do over it. walls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you run some, do some obstacles. That's kind of, you think 5K was intimidating. That had right. to kind of be very intimidating. So I, I saw this on TV and I was like, that kind of looks interesting. And uh, my brother-in-law was like, well, there's one coming up in Boise in six months. It's about three to five miles. So I was like, I wonder if I could even do that. Maybe I'll, so I... I signed up and I noticed that instantly my workouts went from, you know, if it's a 45 minute workout and I tell off about 35 minutes in, now it's 
I'm going to do the whole 45 minutes. It's a real minutes. 45 minutes, yeah. And then I go to the store and I'm like, oh, that donut looks good, but I don't really want to carry that over an eight foot wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that gives you some so, perspective, doesn't yeah. it? Uh-huh. So that, that helped. Then I did my first race and it was amazing, right? Like the mud in your face and getting scratched up and dirty was something I hadn't done since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, and it's all, my wife would say, it's all been downhill from there. (laughs) You were addicted and that was it. Yeah. So apparently you've stuck with your um, exercise regime. Talk to me a little bit about where that led you. So now I work out one to two hours a day, six days a week. It's usually by myself in the dark, in the cold, doesn't matter what the weather is. Oftentimes though, I'll have friends that will go with me one or two days a week. Thursday mornings, I do a workout at my house outside at 5.30 in the morning. And and are you out there flipping tractor tires? What are you doing? Yeah, we have tractor tires, sandbags, buckets. That's awesome. We sometimes set up our grit league obstacles, so we'll have walls and monkey bars, things like that. Uh Uh-huh. So, but yeah, like this week it was 20 degrees outside and freezing cold and still had a group show up and torture themselves. That's great. Do you do that then? Is that also part of what you're doing is training other adults? So I also have a company called Trail 2 Sparta, the number two, okay. which is my, because I'm a, I'm a certified Spartan coach. What does that mean? Like you had to go get trained? So I am trained and qualified to call myself a Spartan coach and to lead Spartan group classes. Okay. I do, last year we did a class at CrossFit Amrock that was a Spartan class to get people ready for the Boise Spartan. Most of the time it's people just show up at my house and we do a workout and I don't charge them anything. So that's the key. If you want to get trained, just show up at Dan's house and then Um, you're going to... Thursdays at 5.30 in the morning. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, there is a little payment there. You have to get out of bed. Yeah. Yes. And we don't do it if it's under 20 degrees because I have standards. Good. Thank you for those standards. You don't want to encourage them to have, or I mean, have to see them go to the physician after. Yeah. But we do, like, a couple of the people were getting ready for the race in Tahoe, which was the end of September. World Championship race. There's a cold swim. Wow. So we knew we had to do some cold water acclimation. So we would set up things. It would be like 25 degrees outside, 530 in the morning. And we would set up a kiddie pool that they had to get we'd wet. jump in oh, for oh, part man. of the exercise. Did you do that race? Yeah. And how'd so, you do? Um, I got, so I ran, they have elite, competitive, and then open divisions. I ran in the competitive division. I got 15th overall and fourth in my age group. Well, man, that's pretty incredible. How long ago did you have your injury? Like over how many, how um, much time from there to here? It's 2013, so yeah. four years, I think. Fantastic. Well, certainly this has gotten into your blood. So now this has inspired you to create that type of an environment for our kids. Yes. So what does that look like? You do just go set that up in the park and they show up or how is that looking? So we do, uh, we have a, a couple of options and we're trying to figure out the best way to make it be a business versus an expensive hobby for me and time consuming <laughs> hobby. But the main thing we do is a summer league. So it's like a baseball league or a soccer league. People sign up online, then they come and every week there's a different race. So we set up a different race with different obstacles. Here in Idaho Falls, we use Topless Park, Freeman Park, and Sandy Downs. 
So like at Freeman Park, sometimes we'll use the creek. So they'll be crossing the creek, really? doing yeah. obstacles, sandy downs, obviously sand and that's its own torture. So yeah. how old, like what age of kids are you doing this um, Basically four years old through seniors in high school. Do you have little four-year-olds going through the creek? Yep. All right. So we, we, when they cross the creek, for them it's it's not that deep. It's yeah, like course. ankle deep for me, but we'll put two adults who just stand out there and make sure they make get sure across. They, yes. But they're super cute because... Oh, they probably be, just think they're studs going across yeah. that. Yeah. And they'll be holding hands. So for the little kids, often it's just crossing the creek. For the older kids, it might be like 50 yards running upstream in the creek. So Make it a little more challenging for them. Yeah. How fun. I want to come and just watch. Yeah. That's so great. If you go to our Facebook page, there's lots of pictures of things like that. So. Yeah, that's fantastic. Or we'll go to Sandy Downs and they'll have to fill up a bucket and carry it up the sand hill. So if you thought like climbing up the sand hill is bad enough, try doing it with a bucket full of sand. So talk to me about how these kids, do you have kids that are like, I'm not going to do this crap? Or are they inspired by this? Does this give them energy? Um, almost all the kids love it. There are a few who it's not their thing, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. The one of the things I love about it is we have special needs kids that are able to do it. So yeah. what we do usually for the league, we set up a 400 yard long course and they do laps for 20 minutes, which means if you're the slowest kid, after a little while, you don't know that you're the slowest kid because there's kids all, all around you, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So there's kids in front of you, behind you. You're not just out there by yourself. Yeah. The fastest kids will often do 10 laps. Slower ones will do three or four, and then most will get around seven. Um, but we have everything from a couple of kids that were cross-country state champions. So they come out and race really competitively. We have other kids who it's the only sport they do because they don't like the team aspect of other sports and sure. people yelling at them for not doing their part on the team. They can choose to... Do it as hard or as easy as they want. Mm -hmm. This is their mm -hmm. own. They're fighting against themselves, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that's one of the cool things I love about Spartan races is when I'm racing, it's not me against the other people. Usually the other people are some of my best friends. And we're going, we'll pat each other on the back and, hey, good job. It's me against you. me mm -hmm. and me against the course. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so right. The, the course is the enemy, not the other team or the other participants. So... It's kind of a cool thing that happens in trail like marathons and ultra marathons, which I also do a lot of, and Spartan racing, which we try to incorporate in the kids and tell them, look, if somebody in front of you falls down, pick them up, help them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. If somebody's having a bad go. You don't have it, to worry about passing them up. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. it's okay to, you know, cheer them on, and everybody does their best. So, Dan, tell me, this is really more about, more than just the race. When you talked a little bit maybe about going into schools, you have an idea or a vision around a GRIT program. Is that correct? Yeah. So, we do. So, one thing we do is leagues in the summer. Another thing that we came on somewhat accidentally is helping schools do fundraisers. Okay. And this is something that we're really going to focus on this year so that we have something to do more year round because our leagues are just in the summer. Essentially what we do is we come to a school, we put on a race for the school, we do an assemblies and teach the kids about 
um, doing more than they think they can and grit and being tough, then encourage them to get pledges from parents and grandparents, right? And every kid, whether they get a pledge or not, gets to come do the race. Then we put on a race. The kids do as many laps as they can. We're, we have a way to track how many miles the school does. So it's kind of like a walkathon. So it's like it's to replace the walkathon, a mm-hmm. lot of schools do. But yeah, the same idea of the walkathon, but we're adding obstacles and a little more fun to the whole experience mm-hmm. and a little teaching about how to be tough and do use teamwork to get things done. And don't just give up. You can do this. Don't just give up. You can do more than you think you can. And it's funny because sometimes you'll be like, all right, guys, let's see if you can do five laps. And some of the kids will be like, I'll be lucky to do one or I can't make it over that wall. Then they get there and in the heat of the race, they just do it. And that's one of the cool things about it is it just happens and kids overcome their fears. Some kids get to the cargo net and they're like, I can't make it over. Then they do. And it's awesome. Yeah, it builds confidence. Yeah, so we're, we're actively looking for schools to do these fundraisers at and businesses to help us put them on. Um, so what's the role of business? Tell me what that means. So what we are looking for from businesses is either some kind of swag to give to like classes that bring in a lot of pledges or, or even to all the kids or do a match, like a percentage match of what the kids can raise from parents, grandparents, close family, friends. So like a business might say, I'll match 10% of what you raise up to 500 bucks. So they can cap it so that it's not some, right, the school raises (laughs) some ridiculous amount. Um, They can cap it and they can choose what percentage to match. Then when we go to the assembly, we talk about teamwork and how when you work together, you can do so much more than you can just by yourself. We can tell them these businesses have already agreed to be on your team. Oh, that's so great. So then you already have teammates. These guys are going to help you. They're willing to match what you guys do. Let's go make it awesome. So really an opportunity for businesses to show that they are invested in these kids and inspire them and and like you said, be a partner to for their success. That's great. Yeah. And then what we will do is 100% of whatever comes from businesses will go directly to the school. Okay. So it's tax deductible for the business. We take our percentage out of what comes from the parents. Okay. But if we find enough businesses, then essentially it's not only paid for, but magnified what the parents give. Yeah, it's great. Which is awesome. So you do this, uh, obviously, because we live in East Idaho, you're not setting those obstacle courses up outside for these kids during the school year. Um, actually, we did outside yesterday oh, at did. Alturas. Excellent. So, but we, we, our obstacles Again, are mobile. Again, the 20-degree rule. <laughs> yeah, it was 40. It was perfect yesterday. Okay, yes. we not always so lucky in Idaho Falls area, but we do have padding, so we can set up the course inside of a gym. We also have some other top-secret hacks, I'll call them, ways to make it so that we can deal with a lot of kids at the same time yeah, and still manage them. Um, Alturas was a challenge yesterday because their grades are kind of intermingled. So we had to have all of the, we did their middle school grades, so sixth, seventh, and eighth. So we had to have all 150 kids at once. Oh, wow. So. Have you ever had that big of a group before? Um, we've had 100 at once. Okay. So we have 
some ways to deal with that so that they're not 200 people on the cargo net at once yeah, or right. all trying to be on the monkey bars all at the same time. So, but on the flip side, so that's a huge group. Would you also do this for like a birthday party? Is that even appropriate? Uh, we've done we've done some, and basically, I one of my problems, my wife would say, is I have a hard time saying no to anybody. Yeah. So you have to trying to choose trying to figure out the balance of what makes business sense and what what I can do. Got it. Got it. Because last you year, are still a full time attorney, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And last year I did sixty five events. Wow. And about half of those were free events. So we did like movies at the park. We did some Fourth of July celebrations for Sandy and Riverton. Yeah. And all kinds of so we we've, we've done them all over Utah, all over Idaho. Yeah, I was gonna say you're not just in East Idaho. Yeah. So apparently my wife has told me at some point I need to say no to some people. <laughs> She's doing a little coaching with or, you. Yeah. This is how you say because it. Because to me, like, I would set up a course for kids anytime, anyplace. Yeah. It's what I love to do. Yeah. So it's it's easy for me to do. I love to do it. And I would do it for free every day, all day long. Yeah. But at some point, my wife will tell me no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you definitely have a passion for it, obviously, to get to this to this point where you're where you're organized with that. Did you have somebody help you put together those obstacles, or is that something that you just came up with? I have a couple of partners. They're smaller partners in the business. Yeah. We've used some of their ideas, but probably 90% is what, what I done. come up with. Um, I have this terrible habit of 3 a.m. some mornings. I just wake up with an idea, and I go and draw it up on the computer. Once it's done, then I can go back to bed. I don't think that's a terrible habit. Then, a lot of... Great people have come up with some fantastic yeah. ideas that way. So. And then I build them. So that's one of the things we have. So Spartan does kids races. Other companies do kid races. Um, one problem they have is the amount of time it takes to set up. Other, There are a few companies that will do some kind of obstacle races at schools, but they're usually much less or not as cool as our obstacles. Uh-huh. They can't set up monkey bars and walls. They're setting up like hula hoops on the ground and yeah, yeah. much smaller things. So that's one of the things we've been able to figure out is how to have a set of mobile obstacles that are actually still cool obstacles that we can set up in an hour to an hour and 15 minutes and yeah. take down in a half hour, Great. which lets us set it up at a different school every day or a different park or a different event so we can do as many as we want and wherever we want. And we've set them up in in the Salt Palace in a 50 foot by 50 foot space to as big as a three mile mud run. So we can, are pretty flexible and can make just about any space work. We've set them up in backyards for birthday parties. We've done them at girls camp. So just about anywhere. So it allows you to use your creativity and what those obstacles looks like, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, what a fun concept and an exciting time for you. So is this what you're obviously trying to balance these two worlds that you have? Is that what is the future for this grit league? Like where are you wanting to take that? My goal is to be done working as attorney April 1st. Really? Well, that is quite a leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I told my partners April 1st and I'm done. So my wife knows that, which she's terrified of because I got to find a way to make it make money. Sure. 
figure out all the business things. So I have an attorney background, so I can do a lot of the, I can write contracts. I just got my art trademark for Grit League, just got approved. So I was able to do that myself. We set up the LLC. I can do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. As far as running a business and making it profitable, like I said, my my first inclination is I love to do it so much. Just I would do give it for it free, yeah. so yeah. I need to find a way to make it so that I can at least pay my bills. Yeah, well, it sounds like you are getting a plan together to do that. Yeah, yeah. I've been working on that and creating presentations to take to schools and presentations to take to businesses. Um, those are things I like to do and can do. Writing the contracts so a business knows exactly what they're agreeing to and what they're not agreeing to. Going to a school with a contract so they know exactly what they're getting and making it simple and easy like that. Yeah, you're set. You'll be, you'll, that'll be tight for you. So it's I can do that part. the other part where you have to charge and say no. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's the part where I have to say, no, I can't do your birthday party because I, have this I need other to go. ginormous event. Yeah. I mean, my standard day, just the last couple days, I mean, on Wednesday, I load the trailer on Wednesday morning. I work from nine to five. I go straight to Hillcrest to judge senior projects, which went till 9.30. Thursday, I wake up at 4.30 to do a workout. Then I went to a networking event down in Pocatello, went straight from that to Alturas, and I went to Ammon Elementary to set up for their fall fundraiser. We did a, it's mostly my wife helping serve the food at their fall fundraiser this fall, right? So I end up overdoing it sometimes. Yeah, balance might be another thing that um, hopefully when I, April 1st comes, that might might yeah. balance a little bit more. So and then trying to fit in one to two hours of workout, workout a in day. Workout in the middle. Mm -hmm. And Saturday, so tomorrow, I guess, I have a 50K. 50K, where is that going to be it's at? In, on Antelope Island. So, in But I have stuff all night tonight, so we're leaving at <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning. Of course you are, yes. <laughs> and then I have to be back Saturday night for family Thanksgiving things. So. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's great to see people who are ambitious like you are, but you do worry about burning the candle, like they say, at both ends. And yeah. at what point do you have some balance? So talk to me about how your family, you know, how do your, you and your support, your wife support each other? How are they impacted by all of this? Clearly, you are a busy guy. Yeah. And sometimes my wife says she feels like a single parent. Single parent. I bet. Um, I, I do my best to spend time with each of the kids. I've coached them all in sports. My wife is awesome to help out anytime I'm here local. Like yesterday, she showed up at Alturas to help out for a few hours before the kids got home from school. Yeah, is that fun for her to be involved um, in it? I think so, but she's she's awesome at the registration and taking part, care of the like detail parts. Yeah, you need that, it sounds and like. like the Summer Grit League, she's awesome at Here's where the parents check in. Here's the t-shirt you asked for. Here's the one you get. Where I'm like, <laughs> oh, you asked for this one, but it doesn't fit. Let me fix it. Mm -hmm. Right? So she can be the strict. Yeah, she can the be the heavy. And then... crossed and eyes are dotted. <laughs> this and is I'm, reality. So. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And people will be like, hey, could you come do this event for us? And I'm like, sure. When is it? My wife will be like, no, you can't. So. <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys will be good partners going forward. She yeah. will keep you on track with your obligations and being a dad. Yeah, and at the moment, she's a she does substitute teaching at schools in District 93. So wow. she's able to 
if it doesn't work that day and she can help me instead, she can tell them no, that she yeah. can't come in that day. She has day. some flexibility, so yeah. She has some flexibility. Our youngest is in kindergarten at the moment, so as they continue to grow, I'm hoping that this spring we can find schools to set up and even if they're a two-hour drive, I can go leave my house at five in the morning, set it up, be done at one or two, yeah. and be home. Have some time. Yeah, it'll be a little bit different. And when you have passion for something, it's not as challenging to work those many hours. Yeah, yeah good for you. So I don't know if you're having, it, it maybe I would if I were you, have been been having thoughts of doubt and like, what the heck am I doing? Like, how when you get into that kind of thought, or maybe you don't. I do. How do you overcome that? Like, what is it that's going to move you forward? And that can be a hard question to answer because I don't, I don't always know or deal with it well. So usually for me, having, so I have what I call mind hacks that are things they taught us. I did two 60-hour long Spartan events in China and Scotland. 60 hours? Yeah. What? And they, they make you survive do, like at the end, you're still alive, apparently. Kind of. <laughs> and they make you do terrible things like they'll say, we're going to do burpees until five people quit. No. Right? So you might do 500, you might do 1,000, you might do 2,000. You don't know. Wow. You just keep going until they tell you you're done. Do you have in your mind, like, I'm going to quit so we can end this? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. But they, so part of those events are they give you personal development skills and yeah. then you use them hands-on. So one of the things that they talk about are mind hacks. Hacks is what I call the mind hacks that we can use to do more than you think you can. We actually, at Alturas yesterday, we did a little demonstration and showed the kids using the exact same hacks. So I had a kid hold two hammers out, his arms are straight out, and he held them for a minute and 10 seconds. And then I told the kids, okay, we're gonna give this guy a couple of mind hacks that he can use to do more than he thought he could. Okay. And these, these apply to business too. They apply to everything. Life, yeah. So first hack is to set a goal, right? And usually it has to be a decently big goal. So for me, my goal is April 1st, I'm done. That's right? a decently big goal. So I yes. have a big goal. I know all the things I have to do to make that happen. I have a deadline. So I, I have no choice now. I have to make it happen. Yeah. So for this kid, he did a minute 10 this first time. We gave him a goal of a minute 30 seconds for the second time. Right? And he's like, I, like I can't do I it. I can't do yeah. that. I was shaking. That yeah. was all I could do. Yeah. Then the second mind hack is to have a really good reason why you're doing something. For me, I, for Grit League, my why is to build kids mm-hmm. and change their lives and make the world around me a better place. Yeah, That's one of the things I don't like about being a lawyer is I don't feel like I'm doing that very often. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I am. Not that often, though. Not as obviously as with these kids. Right. And being able to teach kids about being strong and overcoming challenges, that changes the world and makes it better. Yeah. For this kid, his why was I pulled 20 bucks out of my pocket. Okay. And said, if you make your goal, you got 20 bucks. Okay. Right? Which for a kid, that is a huge why. Right? And all of a sudden, he's like, I maybe can do a minute (laughs) 30. I'm changing my mind here. Right? And then the the third hack is to do it for someone else. So we said, you got all these other kids here watching. They're your friends, right? And you like them. He's like, yeah. I said, okay, if 
if you make your goal, I'm going to give all these kids one of our league wristbands. So we have wristbands that say, I'm a warrior,、mm. right? So you don't make it, they get nothing. You make it, they all get a wristband, right?、And、Pressure. All the, all the kids are excited, right? And you can do it,、yeah. you can do it. Yeah. The fourth one is to get encouragement. And so I told the kids, hey, this guy makes it. He's going to give you, right? He's getting you getting... all wristbands.、Mm-hmm. You think you can cheer him on? Right? And they're obviously they're all over that. that.、Um, so we, the, next, the fifth one is to break it into small increments, right? Figure out little bites.、So、what the little、so、bites are. Okay. Yeah. And, and the, a football analogy is say our goal is to win the championship. Right? You break that down. To win the championship, we got to win our games.、Mm-hmm. To win this game, we need to score a touchdown. To score a touchdown, we need a first down. On this play, we need five yards. So, guys, don't worry about anything else. This play, get five yards no matter what. And we are one step closer to a championship. Yeah, awesome. Right? So, what I told him is close your eyes and count to 10. And you're just going to hold them for 10 seconds. Then open your eyes. I'll be holding the 20 bucks up. Look at your friends. Remember why you're doing it. Listen close to your them eyes, cheering you then on. Then close your eyes again and count to 10. And you're only going to hold them for 10 seconds. Then open your eyes. Remember why you're doing it. Remember who you're doing it for. So, breaking it up like that. Great. So, we got him set up again and、yeah. going, right? And we're all cheering him. And he's about 30 seconds in, starting to shake. Yikes. His arms are already tired. And he keeps going. Everybody's cheering. Every time he starts dropping a little bit, the cheering just goes insane. Oh. And he made it to a minute 52 seconds. Oh, my word. So, how exciting for totally him. Totally killed his goal. Yeah. Gave him 20 bucks. My wife was like, You should have done five. I know, right? <laughs> This is another thing we're going to have、right. to talk about. You don't need to give 20 bucks to a kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I love it. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, that was what was in my pocket. So <laughs> she's going to arm you with some $5 bills going、yeah. forward. <laughs> so, well, how exciting for him. So those, was those, he so thrilled with himself? Yeah, he was thrilled. And as soon as he's done, the whole student body just、Swarmed、mobs him, him and everybody is patting him on the back. And that、oh, was amazing, fantastic. So. That's so cool. But、great. those same hacks can work for business.、Right? Yeah. I mean, if you set the big goal, But then, if you're focused on that, that's what gets you so overwhelming. Overwhelmed.、Mm-hmm. You know, break it into the pieces you need to do. Find out the one piece that's next and do it.、Mm-hmm. And once you start doing it, you get momentum. Once you get momentum, it's a And you、easier. see results. And yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's the same with working out. The first six months are the hardest. For me, it's a lot easier now than it used to be. Yeah. But at first, it's really important to have to break it down and not every day worry about the whole process.、Mm-hmm. But yeah, every、great. now and then, open your eyes and remember why, remember who you're doing it for. And close your eyes and focus just on that little bit again and do that again. Great advice. Thank you so much. I've learned for myself. I have some ideas about how to face some of my own challenges. Clearly, you. You're an inspirational guy. I think you are probably going to move mountains and kids and all of that. What kind of advice, what was the best advice you've ever received? And what advice would you give to others considering self employment, taking a big leap of faith like you are? I would probably, 
and we'll see if it works because I have till April 1st, <laughs> right? We'll come check so back again. So one would be, there's a book that Joe DeSena, he's the president of Spartan, wrote called Spartan Up, which that was a, bi- a book I read several times when I was getting in shape and, you know, first getting into races. Because it was inspiring to you, kind of helped you. Yeah. And when we did, before the 60-hour events, you're supposed to do a program called Spartan X, which is Spartan's development, personal development program. So it's an online program and helps you do personal development. Yeah. Right. And you come up with mottos and you read that book. Anyway, one of the things he talks about is that you're never ready. Like a person's never ready to have kids. So until you have a kid, you're not ready. Until you have a business, you're not ready. Until you sign up for your race, you're not ready. So if you wait until I'm ready to do a Spartan race, you never do it. If you wait until you're ready to have kids, you never do it. But as soon as you have a kid, you figure it out. Yeah, now you, you have to. You have no choice, <laughs> right? So if your dream is to start a business, set a date, set a date. and say, I'm going to do it because if I don't, there's no choice, right? The other options are gone. This is the only thing I can do. Yeah. So and for him, he says, so sign up for the Spartan race. Now you don't want to embarrass yourself when you get there. You don't want to die. You don't want to <laughs> no, fail I every obstacle. No, I suspect that would look pretty bad. <laughs> so you're now forced to train for it. And that's, that's what I found is I signed up and all of a sudden my workouts are now more intense. They're harder. Yeah. They're more consistent. When I wake up in the morning... I don't think, oh, I have to do a workout. It's, oh, I need to get in my training or I'm not going to be ready. Uh-huh. So having that and just doing it before you're ready can be, hopefully it works. Yeah. I've now set April 1st. I, so. I suspect it sounds like you're pretty primed and, and set for a whole lot of success. And I'm I'm so excited to see what happens with it. And, and um, you know, I don't have little kids anymore in the grade schools, but as a parent, just listening to you talk about this and understanding the principles around the the lessons that they learn in competing or, you know, participating in these obstacle courses, I think it's just really inspiring. I would love that for my kids um, to, sometimes I feel like we need to toughen them up a little bit with some of these challenges. And yeah, yeah it's fantastic. When the, uh, the kid gets a bruise on my course and I you know, whether they're crying or not, as long as it's not a serious injury, which we haven't had any. Good. And we've had over <laughs> 20,000 kids the last two years do our courses. I was they're like, safe. oh, good, you got they're a free safe. Spartan tattoo. <laughs> and they're like, I oh, yeah. That. Oh, I have a tattoo. Wow. I got a free Spartan tattoo. Now I'm tough. That's great. I love so, that. Yeah. Well, you've almost inspired me to get my own Spartan tattoo, but not quite. <laughs> I'm not quite right there. Well, on, on July 13th here in Idaho Falls, we do a mud run. Okay. That's for all ages. Um, we support Vogue Dance Company. My two daughters do Vogue Dance. Uh-huh. The city of Idaho Falls is awesome. They make the best mud for me. Where is this at? Just at Sandy Downs. Okay. So it's... so I should I should get ready for the mud run. Yeah, come, okay. come do the mud run. Usually it's about a mile long course and we'll do some loops. There's prizes for best costume. Excellent. There's also a dance party at the end. Excellent. So dance in the mud with a bunch of 
Vogue dancers. Hey, I love this idea. It's way more about personality than actually endurance. Yeah. <laughs> so some people come and just walk. I think there were twelve or so people that didn't come home with their shoes last year. Sure. Didn't tie them tight. <laughs> they're somewhere in the yeah, Sandy Downs. In mud. the parking lot of Sandy Downs. <laughs> That's so fantastic. Well, it, it's fun to see participating with the city and, and being involved in, in with the community like this. So that's also really fun. Okay, Dan, well, I think people are going to want to get a hold of you. So how can they reach you and, and talk to you about this? So our website is gritleague.com. Okay. Our email is gritleague at gmail.com. Okay. So just use either of those. Either of those gets to me. Okay. If you want the... Adult stuff for your own training, it's trail the number two sparta.com okay. or trail to sparta at gmail.com. Um, that's what I use for training adults. I do write training plans for adults and they're usually somewhat flexible. So it'll say during this week, here's four workouts for you to do. I make them do a baseline test and then I use that to write them a specific plan and they're usually planning to either run a 100-mile race or do their first Spartan race, or a couple of them are trying to win their age group or even more mm -hmm. at Spartan races. So the lady I trained from Manan this year won the, in the competitive division, she won her age group in Tahoe at the World Championship. So. That's great. So what's the next Spartan race that uh, you're doing? That I'm doing? Is there one coming yeah. up? Well, I, I'm signed up for Boise, which is June. In June, okay. Yeah, I have a really low threshold for signing up for new ones, so. And you've sure done that one before, be... you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know that one well. That one, I have some friends in our neighborhood who are running, so I'm just running with them. Yeah, so I'm not great. trying to race it. I'm just, whatever pace they're going, I'll run with them and I imagine you're an inspirational way. coach running along with them. So, so that's they need awesome. help, I'll help them. If they. <laughs> Don't want help. I won't help them. So find out, you know, if you want Dan's help with this race, just get get involved in this little group. Okay. Well, I really appreciate it. What a fun interview. I appreciate your time today. I've had a great time learning about your business and your story. And you might have to work on me a little more to get me to one of those Spartan races, but I'm inspired. I think it would be really fun. So thank you for your vision for our children and what you're doing to improve not only physical health, but mental health for children and adults as well. We can all use a little more grit in our life and you're a great example of that. So we wish you all the best and hope that that's just a, a smashing success for you. Thank you guys all for joining us today. As a reminder, our show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair with locations in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. So please visit us when you need quality automotive repair provided with integrity and honesty. Our family's honored to take care of your family. So we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.